Welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-Back Podcast right here on another flavoring Friday. A big ski to you all. And of course, shout out to our friends from OG's Brands, the official sponsor of Flavoring Fridays. Head on over to ogsbrands.com to see their full lineup, including their two newest gummies and my favorite, the big OG's, as well as the OG's Naturals, and find out where you can purchase uh, said OG's. Well, I, of course, am your mayor of PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montilla. This is your vice mayor, your thunderstick, the one and only Jesse Friedman. Jesse, how how is the lyrics to Amelie going? Have you had them recognized or all re- memorized yet? I'm, I'm working on it. Yeah. I'm working on it. It's yeah. a process. I mean, he's <laughs> he's struggling because he's asking me what so much of it means, and then that causes a whole <laughs> other conversation to happen. But uh, we are very excited to be joined by Eric Kratz from Foul Territory, our buddies over there at Foul Territory are always doing fun things uh he will be here shortly but in the meantime we did have another top 10 ranking for an arizona diamondback this time it was mlb (laughs) top 10 rankings of first baseman and it is our very own christian walker appearing on this list Uh, christian walker according to mlb network as we've discussed with their other rankings this week uh, he comes in at ninth uh, for first baseman in baseball, you have Freddie Freeman for the Dodgers at number one, Bryce Harper two, Matt Olson from the Braves three, old friend Paul Goldschmidt at four, Yandy Diaz from the Rays at five, Pete Alonso at six, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at seven, Brandon Belt, really, at eight as a free agent? Really, at eight? Uh, Christian Walker at nine, and Tristan Cassis uh, from the Red Sox there at ten. Uh, the, I'm going to agree with Elise here. This list seems to be a little bit like a joke to me. Uh, are we playing games? You're playing games with me now, MLB Network? Luckily, someone over there knows ball, Jesse. Uh, and that someone is Sarah Langs. Yes, yes. Sarah Langs uh, came on the air during their show where they were unveiling this and gave her list and had Christian Walker at number three, uh, trailing only Freddie Freeman. Yeah. And uh, who else? Who else? Oh, Matt Olson. Matt Olson. It was, yeah, it was just Freeman and Olson, And then it was Christian Walker at number three. And I can understand why she did that, honestly. Um, I think that I think it's a pretty clear one, too, with Olson and Freeman. Uh, Olson doesn't have the track record that Freeman does, but he had an outstanding 2023 season. The man just hit 54 home runs. Uh, he's certainly deserving of his respect. But yeah, after those top two guys, I think there's a lot of different directions that you could go. Um, including, I guess, uh, Christian Walker. I think there's a, a case to be made. He was more valuable than Paul Goldschmidt in 2023. He was more valuable than Pete Alonso. He was more valuable than Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Brandon um, Belt. He was, yeah, that one, I, I don't know what we're what doing we with doing? that. Brandon Belt had an outstanding season with the Blue Jays as a platoon bat. And really right. more as a designated hitter than a first baseman, um, at least at this point, at least moving forward. I'm not sure how much first base you're necessarily going to want Brandon Belt to play. He can hold his own over there, but I'm not sure a team is really going to sign him to play first base all the time. <laughs> and he's really a platoon bat. He doesn't really hit lefties at this point in his career. He also struck out like 35% of the time. And I, I don't think he's going to get paid like a ton in free agency. So having him ahead of Christian Walker did seem pretty outrageous to me. Uh, Walker should be higher on this list for sure. Although it's 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 open to debate. Like after those first two guys, I think Walker is kind of he was more valuable than a lot of the guys above him in 2023. But, you know, like if you want to put Pete Alonzo higher on the list than Christian Walker, I think we can all at least understand where that's coming from. Alonzo had a, had a bit of a down year by his right. standards in 2023, right. but has certainly been one of the best first basemen in the game for a while. I want to point out that not only is it Sarah Langs, but it's also Elizabeth and Elise in the chat and that women know ball. See, because they are go. they are they are laughing at this list and it's right to laugh at this list. <laughs> but uh, you're right. I mean, I think the one thing here that kind of irks me about it is the fact that Christian Walker is such a superior defender to so many of those yeah, first basemen. And people are not realizing and they're not that. Yeah. taking that into consideration. That's absurd because first I know first base is one of those positions where like it, you're kind of an unsung hero. It, you go you do things quietly without notice and for the most part when when you're doing your job and and you're being a good defender over there at first base uh you're you're just you're just getting out you're doing what you're supposed to right like yeah. it's not you you tend not to make the same spectacular plays you might see out of a, a third baseman or a shortstop and things like that but it doesn't mean that the diamondbacks would be absolutely lost without Christian Walker over there and his contributions on the defensive side of the ball he has been an outstanding defender not only this year but year after year he has been one of the best defenders i believe in 2022 he led all of 
or he's close to leading all of uh, uh, all of baseball and outs above average. So, I mean, yeah. he's just incredible. Yeah, I mean, over the last two seasons in Fangraph's war, Christian Walker is fifth, uh, trailing only Freddie Freeman, Paul Goldschmidt, who, of course, that would include his 2022 MVP season, right. uh, Matt Olson. Yanni Diaz has, has put together a couple of really nice seasons offensively. He's not the defender that Christian Walker is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's a pretty decent drop-off between Christian Walker and... Uh, and Pete Alonso, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is is not near the top of his list, frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there is a very real case, as much as Vladdy Jr. has, you know, certainly has the name cred uh, that, you know, Christian Walker doesn't. But looking at the numbers, I think there's a very valid case to put Christian Walker higher than Vlad Jr. on this list. Bryce Harper is is an interesting case. He hasn't been a first baseman for very long Um you know, I think from a value standpoint, Christian Walker, I think, was more valuable in the regular season. But Bryce Harper was coming back from injury. Uh, and, you know, I think you expect to get more offensively from Bryce Harper than Christian Walker moving forward. So I would at least understand putting putting Harper above Walker. We do have breaking news, by the way, that does impact the Diamondbacks and does impact the NLS. Do we have the do we have the Espo breaking news sounder? <laughs> Is that around right now? I like I'm, I feel like I can't move on to breaking news until we have that. But it's I don't know. Is that around? No, uh, I don't see oh, it. In there. Dang it. <laughs> anyway, I'll do it. <laughs> breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, Jeff Passan tweeted out 13 minutes ago that uh, star closer Josh Hader has officially signed a deal with the Houston Astros, taking him as far away from us as we possibly can get for right now at least uh they signed him to a five-year 95 million dollar contract according to a source that told uh, espn so the deal does contain uh contains no deferrals it is the largest present day value contract for a relief pitcher in baseball history not not too surprising uh, i think edwin diaz the the raw number was higher but with the deferrals, I think his was worth like $94 million or something in present-day value. So, yeah, Josh Hader gets gets more than that. And I don't know how I feel about paying a relief pitcher you know, $100 million over five years. It didn't work out great for the Mets. Uh, not, yeah. not really Edwin Diaz's fault necessarily, but... Um, yeah, there's there's a ton of risk in this. Uh, but granted, Josh Hader, if you're going to take a risk like that, he's been about as consistent as I think you reasonably could. Uh, but at the same time, he also had an ERA of like five with, <laughs> with the Padres uh, just a couple years ago. So relievers are just going to be volatile. And even even the guys like Hader who are, you know, at the at the top of the list in terms of their ability to get swing and miss and, um, you know, just dominate in a year to year basis, they're going to have some volatility, too. So I'm not sure that if I were the GM of, of a team, if I'd really want them to be making this investment. But uh, it, it certainly bolsters that Astros bullpen and makes an already very good team uh, even a little bit better. Josh Hader had a 1.28 ERA in 2023 with 33 saves. He had a whip of 1.101 uh, and a war of 2.4. So, I mean... You, it's really crazy numbers just, from a closer. You just don't get <laughs> numbers like that from a, from a pitcher at all anymore. So, I, I think that that's the reason why... You do pay for a guy like that because you want to close the end of games down. And I'm sure the Astros saw too many slip away last year, especially after their stellar, you know, starting pitchers at times got them so far. Uh, and and again, this is this is another case of those teams that are still, you know, like the Dodgers, like the Astros, uh, even though they're they're able to win a hundred games, or even if they're able to win and, and get in the playoffs, they're still. Uh, seeking ways to get more powerful and seeking ways to get back and win that World Series. Uh, I, I don't know though. I mean, this seems this seems like a, a like a lot of money. It's just a lot of money. It is a lot can't of money. Believe it. Can't believe it. But yeah. anyway, uh, we do appreciate you guys being here and knowing ball. By the way, in the <laughs> PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure to do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way, you don't miss when any of our wonderful shows go live. If you're uh, listening on the uh, audio podcasting side, make sure to leave us a review. We appreciate those five star reviews. Make sure you subscribe there. Uh, as Gabby would say, drop us a like. Uh, we appreciate you always doing that uh, as well. And of course. We also appreciate our friends over at Empire Today uh, for being one of the best in the business when it comes to not only shopping at home, but getting things right for your home flooring needs. Uh, it's a great time of the year to, to do some 
renovations. I am I'm forced to do some renovations myself. I broke my shower this morning. So I have to turn the water off on my home and I'm experiencing a whole there was a whole cascading series of unfortunate events that happened after I broke my shower this morning, including I almost stabbed my goddamn eye out uh, with uh, a plant trying to pick up tools on the ground from trying to fix my shower. Right. How is that I, even possible? It's, yeah, Jesse. Yeah. Yeah. It's an it's it was an amazing it was an amazing series of events. This is the reason why I don't do any of these home repairs myself. I'm not qualified to do so. And do you want an unqualified person doing your home repairs or installing your floor? Don't do that. Go through Empire today. They service their own warranties. They let you shop at home conveniently. They have their virtual floor designer that lets you shop and see what those flooring, uh, what the flooring that you pick out will look like in your home in any space. And that's what's important. You don't want to go to a showroom and try to find stuff there. You want to see how it looks with your paint on the walls, what your room looks like. And Empire Today has you covered with that. Uh, you can schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off when they use promo code PHNX. Restrictions do apply. See empiretoday.com slash PHNX for details. Uh, and of course, Bet MGM is always a great way to make sports more fun. You can get down on some future bets right now for Major League Baseball. Uh, you can also get $158 in bonus bets for absolutely free just by signing up as a new customer and using our code of PHNX. All you have to do is download the app on iOS or Android or visit betmgm.com. Sign up with our promo code. That's PHNX, as uh, Eric would say, the best the four best letters in the alphabet. And once you do, you just deposit $5 into your newly created account and spend that amount or more on a bet at a standard odds price. Once you do, you will receive $158 in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Again, all you got to do is sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code of PHNX. Place your first sportsbook wager through the mobile application for at least $5. You will receive $158 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Damon say the disclaimer way too fast. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877 hope Y or text hope Y 467-369-NEW York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. We're not doing that. Yeah, so no, I, I'm so still I'm not over more. the loss of Ontario. Yeah, day. Uh, I, I know. See, what a great way it would have been to end uh, Ontario being part of that disclaimer by doing our road trip to Ontario, all the Ontarios. We were going to go to all the Ontarios, and then we found out they're very far apart, and I don't think that road trip. I'm was damn. Over. Now we'll just I'm have to go down. to all the Puerto Ricos. I guess we'll have to go to all the Puerto Ricos. Let's go. I Coquito, I'm, Mofongo, uh, Tostones. Let's go. I'm so sad that now I have to take a tropical beach yeah. vacation instead yeah. of going to Ontario, it's, uh, Ontario, California. California, and then Ontario, Canada. By the way, uh, that's also not very pleasant. But what don't is be hating very, on Canada like that? That's there. true. Canada's beautiful. Leah's uh, gonna be mad at you. You're right, you, Jesse. Are you aware of the weather and? Ontario, Canada at this moment in time. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying we should go now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I wouldn't want to go now. Uh, but I'll tell you where a great place to be right now is, Jesse, here in Phoenix, Arizona, or more importantly, in Scottsdale, Arizona, where it's very beautiful. The weather is very nice. Uh, and you have people that miss out on all of this. I did want to say hello to Joey. Joey says, ski, first time message, but daily watcher. Great job, guys. Let's go, Joey. Thank, glad to yeah. have you here. Uh, and of course... Uh, we had Jesse Friedman out enjoying the weather, by the way. He got to go out to the, the to the Diamondbacks Celebrity Golf Classic. Is that what it was called? Something like that? Uh, yep, that is, Did that I nail is the it. I, yeah, it. The, the, it's, it's a generic title, so it's easy for me to mess up. But uh, not very generic was the things that Zach Gallen had to say. Uh, very interesting. You got caught up with Gallen. Who else was out there? Alec Thomas. We talked with Alec Thomas. We talked with Paven Smith, Ryan Thompson, Tommy T-Tom. Henry. T-Tom. Uh, so, yeah, it was fun. Uh, it's, it's the best part is asking everyone how confident they are in their golf swing, uh, <laughs> is for as confident as some of these guys are as athletes. They're yeah. not necessarily confident in all sports. It yeah. turns out, um, yeah. Alec Thomas, uh, basically said that all of the outfielders are just terrible at golf. Mm-hmm. Um, he suggested that he was probably the best, although that wasn't saying much. Uh, he said that Corbin Carroll is, is solid, uh, like maybe below a hundred. Uh, but the Jake McCarthy is like basically never golfed in his life. And, uh, and, and it's pretty rough. So, uh, <laughs> I love, I love, I love dishing the dirt on who's good and who's bad. I also love the fact that, uh, these guys 
play a game that's kind of actually similar to golf, but then they're bad at it. That's kind of ironic, is it not? That yeah, that's that's fair. Swinging yeah. and hitting a ball, right? But this one's stationary, and you're having a harder time doing that than a baseball that's <laughs> on the same per way. Hour? I, like I have a decent baseball swing, and my yeah. golf swing, it might be the worst thing that anyone's is, ever seen. Is there a correlation there? Is it the fact that you're not supposed to baseball swing I when think you golf, so. and it's so hard to take yourself out of that I mindset? Sl- I slice everything opposite yeah. way. Yeah which is like similar to my baseball swing. So I think oh, I'm like hitting it with the out inside face of the club, mm. like angled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had, uh, I told you, I've told this story a few times. I'm sure I've told it on the show before, uh, but I've, I've definitely had my fair share of, uh, of advice given to me. And some of that advice has been uh, very odd, including one time I was told to stick my ass out like a, uh, like you know, like someone twerking. Uh, sad, crazy <laughs> enough, that was like that the, the key be- to success. It was the best piece of advice I have ever been given. Okay, I'm very rigid, so uh, I guess I needed to do that. But uh, we are going to talk about Zach Gallon's very interesting comments that he made that should please a lot of you here shortly. Uh, but of course. Uh, we are also excited to be joined today by a very special guest, Jesse. Uh, yes. We, we made friends over the playoffs with our guys from foul territory over there who do an absolutely outstanding job of covering Major League Baseball. Uh, in fact, uh, I get a little jealous of how incredible their guest list is at times. Yes. Jesse. Yes. Uh, it's very star makes, it makes It makes us need to step our game up, of course. Well, you know that, you know, if they're going to have you on the show and their ability to get guests must be top notch. Yeah, Jesse, you know? uh, by the way, when I appeared on Foul Territory, the first person I received a message from was <laughs> Jesse Friedman, who basically put up the graphic of the three guests that day and yeah. asked, what business do you have being It was in Ken Rosenthal lineup? and Derek Montilla yeah. were next to each other yeah, on a graphic, like and I was disgusted. <laughs> when you think of baseball, you think Ken Rosenthal, and then you think Derek Montilla, yeah, of absolutely. course. Yeah, that's the way this goes. But uh, I know when I think baseball i think of our guys over at foul territory we're very, we're very excited to be joined by eric kratz uh from val territory what's up my man how you doing what's up guys i'm oh, doing, doing great. great we just sorry we just went we just went a little late on the show we uh we're breaking the breaking news yeah breaking news with the <laughs> with the hater with the hater signing so yeah we had that going on so sorry i hopped on a, a no no worries here. Glad to have you. Appreciate it. And we were just talking about that as well. We're very excited to have him out of the NL West. So that very much uh, <laughs> that, that pleases us as far as not having to deal with that threat. No doubt. Yeah. I mean, that that's I I love I love that dude as a man, as a teammate, as a player. But if you are needing to face him when you're trying to win a four to three game yeah. in the desert, yeah. He's not the guy you want on the other side. Yeah, right. Oh, and, and I mean, that really changes things for the Astros because I know that they've, you know, had had their issues with relief pitching and trying to get somebody of him, like of, of anywhere close to his caliber to be in their closing games for them. So I think they're going to be uh, a problem in, in 2024 for sure. Definitely a problem, especially yeah. with the fact that they already have one of the elite postseason closers in Ryan Presley. Yeah. And yeah. Brian Abreu hasn't given up a run since Nam. <laughs> and Rafael Montero, like I know he had a bad year last year, but yeah. his his ability is still there. Now all of a sudden, like this team, I we I just just got done saying it like twice on our show. I said this might actually be because it's completely out of the norm for Jim Crane to do this. It was tear down the team, you know, the whole rebuild, tanking stuff, build it up to what they have been and what we know the Astros as now. But now it's time. They don't have a farm system. They don't have the young guys, (laughs) but they still have a really good team. So to me, this signifies to Tucker. This signifies to Jordan, who already got an extension. This signifies to Bregman and Altuve, who's looking for an extension. Bregman's going to be a free agent saying, hey, you know what, guys? We're still going all in for this. This isn't a one-year, like, huge money pickup. This is five years of an elite closer and most likely two more years of Presley. But I know the D-backs aren't D-backs fans aren't looking to talk about the. No, no. Like Astros. I said, we're, ha- we're, we're happy. We're happy he's out of here. So we'll, we'll listen for as long as you want to talk about that. But I mean, it, it, it is kind of one of those situations like what the Diamondbacks went through when they acquired Paul Seawald. Right. Like for them adding that closer completely changes the dynamic of that bullpen and allows other guys to maybe know what their role is and be even more dangerous. It felt like when the Diamondbacks did that with Seawald, 
obviously that's kind of where things turned around for this team, especially like the free fall that they were in there in July. But uh, I guess, you know, our, our first question to you is to what extent did you buy into the Diamondbacks in their playoff run and, and seeing them, especially once they were able to get past the wild card and, and go beyond, I'll start off with saying we didn't have very much confidence. We were just happy that they were, you know, in the playoffs and we were happy that they <laughs> got past the Brewers. Like that felt right there. Like we had already achieved enough to be satisfied with, but did, did you see something different about this team? I didn't, I didn't, I had, I had the, you know, I had like everybody else, they were down 2-0 to the Phillies showed no life, showed no yeah. ability to get out. You had Brandon Fott going in game three. To me, that is who changed this whole series around because there was, I mean, we were waiting for a long time to see what the Diamondbacks were in the playoffs. And the Diamondbacks in the regular season were good pitching, solid defense, base running galore, and we go into the postseason, it's like, uh, just don't know. I don't know if that's going to play here. And they're like, okay, you don't know if it's going to play? That's fine. We'll just hit some dingers. And yeah. we'll hit more dingers. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's like, yeah. wait a minute. Like, we can hit dingers and we can run the bases? <laughs> I saw a lot of core even before, even before they played the Phillies. I saw a lot of correlations through the wild card, through the Dodgers series, to – to the fact that they're going there and they're saying, you know what? We're just going to play our game. Oh, and we hit some dingers off of Corbin Burns. Oh, we held Mookie Betts to one hit. And the correlation for me was the team that I was on, the 2014 Royals. Yeah. They had, we yeah. had a really good team. And all of a sudden, we go into L.A., we face the Angels, Mike Trout, he hit a dinger. That's it. Mike Trout was not a he was not a factor in in that series. Albert Pujols was not a factor in that series. Same thing as they did to Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Not a factor. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you start hitting dingers. All of a sudden turn around and the team you thought was going to win. This is this is why I think some teams are reticent to spend money to just get to the postseason. Yeah, And this is the exact opposite reason I think you should spend money because when you get to the postseason, then it's time to win. And the Diamondbacks personified that year, and I was super excited to watch them play. Does that, like, because we have discussed that they were never in a position where I think anybody believed that they were, were going to win, right? They, they were kind of in the underdog position the entire playoffs, and it felt like it allowed them to not feel that same pressure. Is that kind of what happened with that Royals team where you're like, it can almost reverse the pressure because, hey, you know, we're, we're, no one's giving us a chance anyway. So it really does put it more on the team that quote unquote is supposed to win versus, versus the other team. I think maybe at different parts of the game, but believe me, and 2014, I didn't even get in a postseason game. We lost in game seven to the Giants. Well, not to the Giants, to Madison Bumgarner, but. <laughs> to the, the team that Madison Bumgarner played on, but and I never got in a single game. So you talk about you know people will say because I'm getting roasted for something I said on our show today already. But you say, oh, well, you weren't even in the game. You don't know about pressure. You feel that pressure. Yeah, you feel sure, the pressure. Yeah. But there's never a disbelief. Like you think you're going to beat the Dodgers. You think you're going to sure. beat. You you know you have you have confidence in Zach Gallon. You have confidence in Corbin Carroll being an MVP candidate in your lineup and you sit there and you go like if you look back if if before the series you would have said yeah you know what Zach Gallon's not going to pitch well and Corbin Carroll's not going to get any big hits in the Phillies series I'm pretty sure you're probably going to get ousted yeah. but <laughs> yeah Carroll hit I mean Carroll hit that rocket I think it was against Corbin Burns yeah. in in the in the Brewers series and you sit there and you go, that's that's how this team has to win. But if you told me that that they were going to lose their Merrill Kelly start and their Zach Gallon start to start the series, <laughs> I would have been like, what kind of money are we getting? Yeah, they, they're done. <laughs> they're cooked. Yeah, no doubt. And I think Diamondbacks fans would be honest, and I think even players would be honest, but you never lose that conviction that you are the better team. And so the pressure is still there. Like the pressure is what it is in the playoffs. You are 
you're grinding. You're you're grinding through like you're like, whoa, baby. But once you get into it, it all goes away. When you get into it and you're playing, when you're sitting on the bench for an entire playoffs, yeah, you're panicked. Eric, I know you you mentioned earlier Brandon Fott and how big he was for the Diamondbacks throughout the postseason. A uh, big narrative for them throughout the playoffs was although Fott stepped up, they you know they had three starters, but they didn't really have four starters. Of course, this offseason they go out, they get Eduardo Rodriguez. They've made a couple of other moves. What's your perspective on on you know what they've been able to do this offseason so far? Um, I mean. How many teams actually use their fourth starter? You know, when it comes into a series, you sit there and you go, do we really need four starters? To get through a season, you need four starters. Yeah. To set yourself up to be a healthy team, to be a healthy Paul Seawald, there is a direct correlation to how long your starters can go. I don't mean just one guy. I don't mean two guys. I mean all five of your guys, how many innings are they taking up? And it's it's takes too long to explain, but if you look at it this way, Zach Gallon's going to give you seven, okay? Merrill Kelly can give you six. Brandon Fott, to me, his new repertoire, what Brent Strom and him have have unlocked for him since he's gotten called back up, is elite, and I think he can be a six guy. If Eduardo Rodriguez can be a six inning guy, now all of a sudden you only in those four games. I don't know who's going to slide in at number five, but in those four games, you only have to pick up nine, 11 innings. Yeah. But all of a sudden, now, if you bring in a, somebody that's not Eduardo Rodriguez, you bring in a, you know, one year kind of contract, a guy who's more of a five and dive kind of guy, Brandon Fott doesn't make, now all of a sudden, each week, each, each five days, each cycle through the rotation, you're picking up an extra two innings. And that wears on your bullpen. That is two other guys that need to throw. They don't get those days off. So this, all that to say, the Eduardo Rodriguez signing is huge. And I love, love, love that for the Diamondbacks because they saw value in him and they said, we're going to strike. This is a guy, he's a consistent, to me, he's a consistent number three. And that is huge, especially if Fott can be the number three to have a true one, a true two, and two threes. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, we we agree. We were very excited about that. And the Diamondbacks have been interested in Erod for a while, so it was great that they were able to get that done. Another big move that changed this team was uh, acquiring Gabriel Moreno through their trade with the Toronto Blue Jays at the beginning of the year. And like he's become a fan favorite. We we love Gabby here in the Valley, <laughs> and obviously he quickly became a huge piece of, of why this team was able to get as far as they did. But what were your thoughts on, on Gabriel Moreno's emergence this year and kind of how he became the, the, the guy behind the plate for us? Ditto. Yes. Everything that you just said, (laughs) I, I have loved this guy since I heard about him in the minor leagues to the point where the guy who was telling me he was a catching coordinator with another organization And he was telling me, this dude is going to be the real deal. So when I saw he was in the trade for somebody who I also think is the real deal, he had a down year, that Dalton Varsho was a huge loss for the Diamondbacks. Oh, yeah. But what what Dalton Varsho brought to the team, I think the Diamondbacks have not duplicates of Dalton Varsho because he's elite in what he does, but they have – they have the ability to be coached to be able to do the things that Dalton Varsha did. Anyway, Gabriel Moreno is an elite player in the sense that he doesn't try to do too much. Yes, he can hit the ball out of the ballpark. He's not going to hit you 40 dingers, okay? He can control the running game. Absolutely. People are going to say, well, you know, besides the Diamondbacks, not many people steal. It still means something. But what he did behind the plate – was what pushed this team the whole way that work with Brent Strom that work with I'm not sure what other coaches he worked with for to get those pitchers through and you got to give credit to the pitchers too because they're working with a young a young up-and-coming catcher who hasn't had all that experience right but you never saw you never saw them show him up you saw there was a lot of respect there yeah in his game calling in his conversations all that stuff 
What I really like about him, and this is how you differentiate a defensive catcher and a big league potential all-star, is he puts together good at-bats with runners in scoring position. He's not going to try to do too much, and he's taking his hits to right field. Towards the end of the World Series, he started to, I think, if I remember right, he started to kind of get beat a little bit. And he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, having the success. And even during the Philly series, he was driving a lot of balls to right field. There's so many RBIs in right field. And to me, a batter who wants to get his RBIs and actually has the ability to change his approach and do it, those are winning players because they're looking to give up the fact that, oh, a dinger would be awesome. Everybody's going to remember his foul homer and then the, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. And, <laughs> and the next one that was an actual homer. Like how many times did that happen? Yeah. Everyone's going to remember that. But to me, I remember the base hits to right field, the just – yeah. The nail in the coffin to put the game away. The dagger that you're like, oh, I just got through this part of the lineup, and now we can't get Gabriel Moreno out with Evan Longoria still waiting. Like we could yeah. have pitched around, yeah. you know, Moreno to get to somebody else who was struggling. Like, and he, to me, I see that, and people are going to roast me for saying this, <laughs> but I saw that early with Yadier Molina. I'm not saying he's Yadier Molina because Yadier Molina is a Hall of Famer, but I'm you can, saying though. please do. He, he's Please better, do. He's better. He's better than Yadier Molina. We, I will it. that was that was your 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 comments, not mine. <laughs> but I saw it early. Yadi when he came up, they were both young. I think Yadi Yadi was much younger than Gabrielle, but they're you're just not you're not fully grown. Yeah. I get it. You're you're you know, you're an adult at 22, 23 years old, but you're not fully grown into your baseball strength or your baseball ability to be able to take advantage and just, you know, whack a ball at the ballpark. But if you're able to stay within yourself, go to the opposite field, elevate a pitch to the right center field gap, I see Gabriel Moreno doing that. And to me, that sets a team up when you are strong up the middle. Who yeah. plays center field for the Arizona Diamondbacks? Alex Thomas, short- yeah. yeah. Right. Who played shortstop for the Arizona Diamondbacks? Maybe a little in flux, but you have Jordan Lawler yeah. coming yeah. up, and yeah. he'll be the guy. But you have strong middle with Gabriel Moreno, Alec Thomas, and then you have your Corbin Carroll MVP year in and year out candidate in right field. Yeah. yeah. And you're right because they, he, uh, Gabriel Moreno used to hit that ball to right field so often that the local broadcast team started calling it Gabby Lane. Right. Just because it was like it was almost the same all the time, like those infield singles up the middle right, or, uh, you know, the right field. But, yeah, no, I mean, he just became a consistent uh, part of this team when, you know, I I felt like like what you said, when it came to that trade, it not often do you trade your position player with the highest war and have it be a success for you. And it ended up being good for both teams because each team had a surplus of that position, right? They have some amazing catchers in Toronto that who knows when Moreno was going to see, you know, as much playing time as, as he deserved to see. And and the Diamondbacks just have have a ton of talented young outfielders that make it hard to not, you know, do something like that. But it really, it, it, it like, it was just serendipitous because they ended up losing, you know, Carson Kelly for a large amount of the season. And, you know, Gabriel Moreno comes in, not only does he step up and become that guy behind the plate for them, but he, he made it so that Carson Kelly became expendable considering that Moreno was their guy now, you know? Yep. hundred percent. I, I completely agree. And, and some people could say, well, why wasn't Gabriel Moreno just automatically slotted in? That is a hard position yes. to yeah. slot in a young player. Don't yeah. ever get it twisted. What Adley Rutschman is doing over in Baltimore is elite. That's like Buster Posey type stuff. So yeah. don't don't fault the Dimeback coaches for not just slotting him in right away. It's like, oh, why do we have that bum Carson Kelly? Because Carson Kelly knows what he's doing back there because he has experience. Yeah. Right. Eric, I want to ask just about foul territory. Uh, you guys are kind of the the new cool kids on the block, and <laughs> I, all of us are very intrigued at, at what you have going on. It's it's been a lot of fun just kind of watching you guys grow over the last few months. How did you get involved, and and how how did this whole thing start? Yeah, I mean, I appreciate saying that, man. That's the first time I've ever been called the cool kid. Yeah, <laughs> I am always like the last one. Like, hey, what are you guys doing? Going <laughs> over there. But no, it's something that's been super. It was kind of the brainchild of, of Scott Braun and Mark Weiner. They, they have such a knowledge 
of the the landscape, the what it is to put out baseball content, mm-hmm. and both of them working at the MLB Network for ever, and being you know top players over there, and seeing where this is going, seeing where people digest their content, whether it is from baseball to football to dogs doing funny tricks like they're they're getting their content nobody nobody pulls up your nobody pulls up your your remote and goes gee i wonder what kind of funny tricks dogs are doing on cable yeah like nobody's doing that you're you're picking up you're picking up your instagram you're picking up your twitter kids are picking up tiktok and to me what intrigued me about it other than the fact that I needed a job and I didn't want to go coaching because that would, that would take me away from my family. Intrigued me about it is I was afforded so much in baseball. I was afforded an opportunity to play at the big league level, to play in the minor leagues for 13 years and really to play a game my whole life. And I see baseball falling behind football and basketball. And I don't think it should. I love the game of baseball and I don't think it is sold the way it should be sold to the younger crowd. Yes. You guys doing this show, yes. people can hop on, boom, they can have it on their phone, hop it, hop on. They don't need they don't need this whole like subscription plan sure. and scheduling. And to me, one of the coolest things, and I know the guys will probably be like, "What? Why is that the coolest thing?" For me, you sell the game to the younger crowd. And our ratings in TikTok for baseball content on TikTok are some of the highest out there. And that's that demographic is 16 to 23 year olds. Yeah. And that yeah. is the younger crowd yeah. that to me needs to see baseball. And we're not we're not being scandalous or like, you know, tons <laughs> of fart jokes as much as I love a fart joke. Oh, but fart jokes are great. <laughs> we're just we're bringing the players to the fans, yeah. which everybody yeah. wants a connection. Right. And baseball has so many cool personalities and so this show affords us to show we had davis schneider on our show which we had aaron boone on the same show today like (laughs) these are people that we get an opportunity to show fans you have a connection with davis schneider because he's you know he's from new jersey you have a connection with aaron boone because He's a family guy who lives up in Connecticut. Everybody has a connection and the show has afforded this opportunity. I'm super blessed to see how it's grown, but I want it to grow more so that it really can continue to prop up our game of baseball and help it grow, not just prop it up, but just help it grow. No, I I appreciate that about you guys so much. And uh, again, it was kind of our mission statement as well. Like we wanted to help build a community around a team here in the Valley that didn't really feel like it had good options for for things like this and again like i loved baseball so much when i was a kid and we didn't even have a team here when i I lived here in arizona we didn't have a team (laughs) so i was like a free agent watching you know baseball other teams and liking just individual players and just watching highlights on sports center and and you know all of that stuff and like i i just i don't really feel like you know it's a kid's game it's a game that as a kid you can definitely like and enjoy and 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 feel like you you gravitate towards these players and i like like you said i think that the players are so interesting and that they don't necessarily get a platform at times to show off their true personalities like they do uh but we we thank you for doing it and we love you guys we appreciate it so much thank you for stopping by and make sure to follow eric on twitter uh and also make sure to check out foul territory as well foul territory uh at foul territory there's also fair territory ken rosenthal had to have his own thing Ken, well, Ken's an absolute beast. Ken's an OG, <laughs> so he gets his own thing. He gets, he has. You got to check out the fair territory because Ken does yes. really cool. The dude and the dork thing that he does is awesome. Yeah, but yeah, we also fun. have, we also have brew crew territory where we do a brewer show. All right, you guys kind of squash the the playoff hopes for the brew crew territory we happily, <laughs> and we also do more of like a podcast version. You know, the show foul territory is more like a show. And the podcast version, we do we do a legends territory where we interview a bunch of legends that I mean we've gone from let's see, we've had Mark McGuire, we've had I'm not sure Sheffield's not out yet, but we have Ryan Howard. We had if there's a legend out there, we have had him or Jonathan Papelbon. <laughs> Jonathan Papelbon, we definitely had. We also had Pap when you were on and he kind of right. 
he kind of stole your thunder a little bit, but he that did. was that was vintage Pat. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. But uh, yeah. make sure to follow them at Foul Territory TV on Twitter. Eric is at Eric Kratz thirty one. Uh, I think and- the uh, the D backs are are maybe in the mix for some catching depth. So Eric, if you're if you're interested yeah. in making a comeback, yeah, we're to looking the game, for a backup catcher. Yeah, by I think the way, the D backs so. might have some interest. Just saying, <laughs> no, 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 no. I have no interest. I tell people. <laughs> I did not retire. I quit. I was <laughs> done playing. I could have physically played at a completely mediocre level like I did my entire career, but it's time to be home. So, and I'm having too much fun doing this too. So, I got no desire. I'll help you find a backup catcher. All right. I'll call somebody and be like, hey, the Diamondbacks need somebody. I thought you guys, honestly, I thought you guys should have picked up Jacob Stallings. I thought that was a solid Diamondbacks pickup that the Rockies were like, no, we'll take him and ruin a season of his career. You know, <laughs> not, not trying to win, but I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him, but I thought he would be a great pickup for you guys. Winning player. Awesome. Behind a dish. Awesome dude. And he looks like my little brother. Awesome. Well, this is why people come for you on Twitter. So we appreciate it. And we thank you so much for stopping by, man. No doubt. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, see you, Eric. Eric. Oh, man, that was great. Uh, make sure definitely check out Foul Tour Territory, like you said, wherever you want to, because they are everywhere and they're doing some incredible stuff. So they've just grown like so quickly. Yeah. I remember a few months ago we were like, oh, what is this Foul Territory thing? Yeah. This is kind of cool. And then I was like, hey, and they want me to be on it. And you were like, yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> that's when I started to question. Yeah, that's really a little yeah, bit. It went but, up and then uh, back down. A little we got to get Papelbon on this show. Yeah, we'll get Papelbon. Like, I think, we have to. I think yeah. Papelbon was on the uh, PHLY show like a couple days ago. He was. Uh, he so. was. Yeah, I, I wonder. How I mean, many, I don't really how many know. Drinks deep was he when he went on? The Jonathan Poppelbond doesn't exactly have any like like clear Diamondbacks connections. Oh, wait, one. But, Me and him are uh, like this. Yeah, what are you the talking connection about? is that Derek and Jonathan Poppelbond <laughs> sure. are best buds. We're best friends. Okay, We're all right. I, I'm. A, I guess I'm okay <laughs> with that. We eat him like at least six whiskeys deep. Oh yeah, at least. Yeah. Maybe we'll do like a drinking game off air beforehand and then we'll have them on the show. We could talk it's... about rooster fighting and stuff. Oh, <laughs> you phrased that much differently than he phrased it on I foul did. territory. Well done. Uh, <laughs> that was just like Jesse's use of uh, the word. What was what were you calling Phillies fans? Passionate. It was a good yeah, it was a good word. Passionate. Anyway, uh, if you're passionate Losers. about your sports fans, uh, fandom, I guess you could say, don't miss out on any sporting events, concerts or shows. Check out Game Time today. You can get down on Game Time's aesthetically pleasing app. Get yourself some cheap last-minute tickets to whatever you want to go to. Don't have FOMO. You let FOMO experience FOMO, and then let that drive you to Game Time. Get yourself uh, the uh, best place for last-minute ticket deals. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the app right now and create an account. Use code PHNX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Uh, also, check out Circle K if you want to fill up your tank. If you want to fill yourself up, there's some great food over there. It's America's Thirst Stop. You can also get yourself up to 25 cents off per gallon if you sign up for their Inner Circle Membership Reward Program right now. It is absolutely free, and will get you 25 cents off your first, per gallon, by the way, your first five fill-ups. You'll also save three cents off per gallon every fill up after that. They already have cheap gas. This makes it even cheaper. And then you can go inside, get yourself some wonderful food, including the fact that that Inner Circle app will allow you to get some freebies from our friends at Circle K. Uh, so join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit circlek.com for details. I was just there last night. Yeah, what'd you get? I got gasoline. That's it. Just gasoline. <laughs> that was that's my plan stop on the way. Like I said earlier, I was having a terrible day this morning. Uh, I was going to stop at Circle K and get gas on the way in. Ran out of time. Mm. Uh, just like I ran out of time to shave because I was stuck for 45 minutes trying to fix a shower that I have no business <laughs> attempting to fix. And I just eventually had to shut off the water to my house. That's how I fixed it. But with uh, my inner circle discount. It was the cheapest gas within like. Oh, I made the mistake of trying yeah. to go to another gas station just because I thought that gas station for a store you have a membership to, Wink, you know who I'm talking about, uh, was going to be cheaper. <laughs> and it wasn't. It wasn't. Circle K was cheaper. So make sure to stop by Circle K. Uh, but you did need to fill up your gas because you were out, like we said earlier, at the Diamondback Celebrity Golf yes. uh, Classic. Yes. And you got a chance to see all of our favorite guys. But most importantly, Zach Gallen, who... It's being recognized here in the Valley more often. That's fun. 
apparently, Zach Gallen had to be asked if he was Zach Gallen, which, by the way, I received somebody uh, messaging me on Twitter. I think it was our friend Brian who asked me if this was Zach Gallen, and it was like, so obviously not Zach Allen. Like they wanted me to confirm if it was Zach Allen. Wait, someone like sent you a sent picture? Sent me a photo of somebody <laughs> and was like, hey, Derek, is this Zach Allen? You're Gallen? like the Zach Gallen identifier for Apparently. people. Apparently. Well, Zach Allen is the Zach Gallen identifier. This is what this poor man has to go to. He talked about being recognized more lately and not having to be asked if he's actually Zach Allen. <laughs> Before it was like, um, I was getting a lot more of like, are you Zach Gallon? Like, <laughs> it's, it's the worst question for me to answer because I don't know how to like, first, like, no, nah, that's not me. Because uh, I, I just didn't know how to deal with it. Um, and I still don't really know how to answer it. But now it's a lot more of like, people know they just, I think that they're just trying to be polite and respectful. And, um, but yeah, it was um, it, for a good month there. It was anywhere we went, anytime we left the house, um, you know, we went to the mall like a month ago and we had a, a very interesting experience um, I was a little scared of them all for a little while there was just a little while on the weekend um, yeah so it was um, but I mean it's fun it's, uh, that's what you that's what you want you want that to that means you, you did something you play well people you know want to come and talk to you uh, and I'm pretty easy going so I can talk to whatever but yeah it's a uh, yeah it's not um, it's definitely changed life has changed a little bit you know what it is it, it, like people can be okay about meeting a famous person, right? And so like, you know, getting recognized in like a mall scenario, and that's fine. It's the overwhelming nature of it. Like yeah. I, I have been with my WWE wrestler friends before and we went from being anonymous people walking down the street to having like a crowd of 200 people following us down, uh, you know, because they they saw him and they literally followed us like zombies, right? Like when you reach that level of fame, it's almost kind of scary just because that's that's overwhelming to have like a group of people come at you and be like, yeah, Zach Allen, yeah. Zach Allen, right? Like that's I mean, kind of weird. He does mention this. I, I have to know his mall story. He, he he's talking about how they were they were like afraid to go to the mall yeah. for a while. Uh, so I, I need I need to ask him about <laughs> that off the record that. And, and see see what the story is there, but. Uh, yeah, this is also something that came up during the postseason. I think during one of Brandon Fott's pressers, he was asked, do you find yourself being recognized around town more? Uh, and the answer was also yes. Uh, yeah. I think he talked about him and Ryan Nelson being out to dinner or something, and they were kind of shocked that someone came up to them and knew exactly who they were and wanted a picture or whatever. Uh, but that's what happens, Derek. Yeah. When you know when you're part of a baseball team that, that makes the kind of run that the Diamondbacks did, uh, I remember... You know, obviously, this is this is my job, and I cover the Diamondbacks, and then being in the World Series, uh, you know, uh, made my life in October crazy, but also very enjoyable. It did. Uh, but I had a lot of people reaching out to me who are not even remotely baseball fans that you know were were dialed in, yeah. you know, at least yeah, on yeah. some level to right. what the Diamondbacks were doing. And and you know, if you're dialed into the Diamondbacks, you know who Zach Gallen is. Like you can't not know who Zach Gallen is if you're watching, you know, how far this team was able to go in that's the playoffs. Why, that's why it's so important and it's so important to capitalize on it, right? When it comes down to it, you know, you you live in a town where a team plays a regular season and if they're bad for a number of years, it's easy to forget about them. It's easy not even to go to the regular season games or care about that, right? But yeah, we get fired up for the playoffs. I mean, we get fired up no matter what team it is. Like you know, with the Mercury on the playoffs, let's go. I got to get out my Tarazi <laughs> jersey. Like, you know, like we get pumped for this stuff. I remember going to Rattlers games and having it be the most insane atmosphere ever during the playoffs. So people come out, they want to get excited about a team, but it almost feels like sometimes the regular season is too much for the Arizona sports fan, right? Like we're like, yeah, well, well if you get there. I'll come, you yeah, know, right. kind of like, like a parent that doesn't want to come to the practices, but will be like, oh, I'll come to your game. That's sure. fine. You know, like, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I can confess that I think it was, uh, it was, it was Ryan, uh, it was Ryan and uh, Alec Thomas and they were at the oh, APS right. parade and yeah. I walked past them and <laughs> Alec kind of saw me, and then I saw Alec, and Alec is a very recognizable person. But I, Ryan, they were starstruck by you, not no, the other way around. No, I mean, I, like <laughs> I might have just walked by Ryan, is what I'm saying. Like sometimes, like, and I've met him before. I've talked to him before, and I was still like, after I got done talking to Alec, I was like, oh hey, it's you, right? Like, sure. so it's like baseball players do live kind of a little bit of an anonymous life, right? Even though that they're not like football players where they're under a helmet, you just don't see their face, like. Baseball players are just 
they're one of 40 guys on a team and yeah, it's not easy there's, to keep there's track a lot. of all There's a lot more MLB players than there are like NBA players for sure. Uh, but that's least, not the important question that we're here to talk no, about. We're not no. here to talk about Zach Gallon <laughs> getting identified in Arizona. We are here to talk about Zach Gallon staying in Arizona. That is the question that was asked and that is the question that we have the answer to because even though we don't know anything more about Zach Gallon possibly signing an extension with his team, we do know it's like it, it. We do know it sounds like he wants to. Yeah, yeah. Here's what Zach Gallon had to say about his future potentially in Arizona. I, no, nothing that I know of, honestly. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, I can't speak for the other side. Um, but like I said, you guys are like I love Phoenix. Um, I love it here, um, you know, especially after us having this success um, and, and seeing that there's some energy here about baseball and, and the fans. You know, are proving that you know they, they want a winner here. Um, I love it here. So yeah, I mean that's, that's where I'm at. Um, if they want to decide to do something great, we'll, we'll sit down and, and figure it out and see what happens. But as of right now, nothing's been done. What are we doing? What are we doing here? <laughs> Open up the checkbook. Let's get the deal done, right? Let's just get this done. What is it going to take, Jesse? What were we saying? $210 million? That's not a lot. Yeah. That's not a lot of millions of dollars. I think it, yeah. I mean, if you think about what Aaron Nola got, I think it was like seven one seventy two. Aaron Nola is coming off a year in which he had a four and a half ERA, right? So... Zach Gallon's certainly worth more than that. I think 7-2-10 is fairly reasonable. My guess is that if you actually call Scott Boris right now, his ask is a heck of a lot higher than that. Um, and Zach Gallon, frankly, I mean, you look at the starting pitchers who are set to hit the market over the next few years, yeah. there's not really anyone who's like more compelling than Zach Gallon. Uh, I know Corbin Burns is about to hit free agency. He's he's maybe in the same ballpark. Are you going to take this upon no, yourself? Scott Boris. Scott Boris' yeah. conversation is going to be something like, Three? Did you say three hundred million? No. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you. Guys. <laughs> I asked Scott. I've said this on the show before, but I did ask Scott about uh, a potential Zach Yellen extension at the GM meetings a few months ago, and he didn't have a whole lot to share. He just talked about you know the season that Zach Yellen had had and uh, how he was you know busy recovering from the Diamondbacks World Series run mm -hmm. and not thinking about that. It doesn't. I have never gotten any indication that there have been conversations about this i'm sure it's something the diamondbacks have thought about internally but as of right now we haven't heard anything about them approaching scott boris about an extension and uh you know uh, there's certainly some precedent here with boris wanting his clients to to go to free agency so it continues to be a, a tricky situation where it's still a little hard for me to imagine zach gallon signing long term with the diamondbacks but you can see he clearly he clearly enjoys being a member of the Diamondbacks. And I don't think, I think it's genuine. I really do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was asked a follow-up question as well. Um, you know, did seeing the fans kind of come out during the playoffs, did that even increase your desire to to come back? Because Zach has kind of always spoken positively of his, of his time here, but he was asked if that had kind of taken it to another level. And he said, yes. You know, he yeah. said, yeah, I mean, there's clearly a market for this here. If we're able to build a team that contends consistently, something that the Diamondbacks really haven't ever managed to do uh, going back to the, the early days of the franchise. So he wants to be here. Whether it gets done continues to be yeah. a pretty big question. Uh, I, I, I understand it. I get it. And I don't think a lot of information is going to be revealed. You know, one thing that Mike Hazen kind yeah. of discussed, I think it was at the Eduardo Rodriguez uh, introductory press conference, is that like he doesn't he doesn't want to talk about like failed attempts at making a trade for a player, so he doesn't really want to like even confirm or yeah. deny whether they were pursuing someone in one way or not. Because it it's not a good look for you. It's not a good look as a general manager for the public perception to be that you attempted to go after these guys and weren't able to get the deal done. So when it comes to Gallon, it's kind yeah. of the same thing. Like. Gallon, yeah, he doesn't know of any negotiations going on because if talks are happening, they're not real serious talks. And those are probably just kind of passing conversations between his agent and the and the team if they're even happening. But I think the big thing about it is, is that uh, at least at the very least, uh, it, this team isn't going through years of mediocrity. When we're when we're building up to the end of Zach Gallon's tenure, to the point where yeah. it might not just be money that he wants, but he also wants to go somewhere and win. He wants to experience that. If this team can compete and be in the playoffs and be a part of the conversation for the next 
you know, year, two years. That that could help Zach Gallen want to stay here even more because that's something that is being satisfied by this team and by the you know yeah. by the play of his, his teammates, right? So yeah, I mean, I think if if the Corbin Carroll extension doesn't actually come to fruition. I wonder if we even ever hear that it was talked about, right? Like yeah. that's the kind of thing where yeah. if it doesn't right. happen, right. you don't really want people to know that you tried to negotiate an extension with your star player and it didn't come to fruition. So that is a fair point. Us not having heard any on the record reports of an extension or of talks of an extension doesn't necessarily mean that they're not happening. I'm inclined to think that they're not happening, but uh, it yeah. just sends the wrong message. Like you said, with that example of the Corbin Carroll thing, right? It makes the, it could make the franchise look like they can't get the deal done with a young player and yeah. it could make him look bad. Like, Oh, he's like a diva wanna, that doesn't want to sign. He doesn't want to come back or he doesn't yeah. want to do whatever. Right. We all understand if Zach Gallon leaves because the amount of money he'll probably be paid by some other organization when that deal ultimately gets done, if it does get done with another team, will probably be huge, right? It'll probably yeah. be enough money that we will go, oh, okay, get the bag. You know, like, go go get that, you know, because He's I, you know the Diamondbacks. He's just an exceptionally valuable player. Right. I mean, it's, there's just, there as I said earlier, there just aren't guys who hit free agency who have the the consistency that Zach Gallon has had. Since Zach Gallon joined the Diamondbacks, he's been an ace-level pitcher basically from day one. Right when he comes over from the Marlins, I know he's only pitching about five innings a game, but he was really good for the Diamondbacks right away. I know 2021 wasn't a great season for him. Uh, you know there have been some ups and downs. He didn't finish the year all that well. We've talked about that, but there's a reason that he was number three on that MLB Network list that we talked about a week or two ago. Uh, we're just in an era right now with starting pitchers where there there just aren't that many guys who like year in, year out have solidified themselves as Cy Young contenders. Correct. And Zach Gallen has done that now for several years in a row and is probably going to stay in that conversation for you know the next two years before he hits free agency. Not to mention the fact that this is a guy that we traded away essentially what we thought was going to be our next big superstar on this yeah. team and a guy who has kind of become a big superstar with the Miami Marlins. He's on the MLB The Show cover, Derek. He I, must be a superstar. His stats don't back that up, Jesse. They absolutely <laughs> do not back that honor up. But I will say that, you know, getting Zach Gallon back, it's it's like what we were talking about with Eric with the Dalton Bar Show, Gabriel Moreno trade. It is one of those trades that somehow has worked out well for both teams. However, if you are a Miami Marlins fan, are you not sometimes looking at Jazz and then looking at Zach Gallon being in oh, the Cy Young race and being like, yeah. I'd rather have that guy right now, right? So it was a question, an interesting question for a couple of years. Like, which guy would you rather have? Uh, now it is no longer an interesting yeah. question. Yeah. Every everyone would take Zach Gallon over Jazz and Chisholm. There's, honestly, there's no question when, about it. When he set an MLB record for the most games to start a career with giving up three earned runs or less, that right yeah. there was I was like, this is a level of consistency that I don't know if we've ever seen out of anybody, right? Maybe Randy 44 Johnson. 44 and a third scoreless you know? inning streak. Yeah. That, was, that was pretty good, too. That, I remember that, too. They made a little bobblehead about <laughs> they that. They did make a bobblehead yeah, about sure. it, yes. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we appreciate you guys stopping by. Of course, if you're a diehard, uh, I hope to have seen you last night in our city council meeting. That was very fun. Uh, I saw Jesse there. He wanted to just make sure I wasn't saying bad things about him. But make sure you're subscribed, <laughs> of course. Uh, become a diehard today. You can go to gophnx.com. You'll get to come to all sorts of fun events like our new squeeze play game show that I will be hosting. Uh, Cogs is going to be our first contestant on there. So that's uh, trouble. Got to get two that, more that contestants. Can't, can't go well. Two more of you will join <laughs> us on that. And one of you will win your uh, free shirt of your choosing from, from, from the phnxlocker.com. So uh, if you want to participate in that, just keep your eyes peeled for that. But otherwise, make sure you're diehard in order to get all of this, including all of Jesse's content, access to our Discord lounge, that free shirt that you get for signing up from the phnxlocker.com. You get a free shirt for every year, you remember as well. You also get access to uh, everything we have over here, including our discounts with our partners and discounts on our events, like our upcoming takeover event at Chase Field in the pool uh, in July. So we're going to be having all sorts of fun. Of course, uh, we need money sometimes to have fun, and a great place to take care of your money is at Desert Financial Credit Union. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union, dedicated to creating exceptional service experiences by giving back to their community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. They made my life better 
by getting me in a home and they can get you started on your home ownership journey as well. They also have checking and savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and so much more. So make sure to go to a credit union that's going to take care of you and have your best interests in mind. When you open a free checking account online, you get $200 in bonuses. Get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200. Well, that's all we got. But you know what? We got a little bit more. So make sure to check out our audio only podcast, which we'll be dropping tomorrow morning uh, on your audio podcasting feed. You can sign up wherever, wherever you get those. Uh, Drop us a review. Leave us a like. We like all that stuff. But in the meantime, you can also follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. This absolute maniac next to me is at Jesse N. Friedman. Uh, Damon is the man behind the ones and twos over there. You can follow him at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. We are Damon's Dogs. Bark, bark. Uh, Shout out to Pedro, who's back, by the way. Pedro, Pedro. Uh, Good to see you here, man. Good to see all of you. We hope to see you guys back here on Monday for another Mailbag Monday. Uh, In the meantime, we appreciate you stopping by today. We thank you for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when you pay Zach Gallon what he is worth.